0: We are diving right in this week into a heavier conversation about communication. And I'd like to ask you do you enjoy being yelled at? Nobody does. At least, I've never met anyone that does. Have you? And what I mean by yelling in this conversation is raising your voice, but also saying degrading, insulting things in order to try to change the behavior of another. And a common example can be found in parenting. So you could hear this. I'm so sick of asking you to put away your clothes all the time. Are you that stupid that you can't do this one simple thing? So you see, it's usually a blame and shame combo. This is the kind of yelling that can make the person at the receiving end feel worthless in the core of their being. It might seem harmless to you as a parent or you as an adult, but for a child, it's very, very um, impactful. It's the kind that can shatter the li- the inner life of a child. In fact, words and how they are delivered can be very toxic. And I know that from experience. I grew up in a time when it was normal to yell at your kids. It was also normal to hit your kids. Parents yelled, teachers yelled, coaches yelled. It was socially acceptable. Yelling used to terrify me. It shook me to my core as a kid. In a way I felt that it hurt me more than being hit. The words stayed with me and helped me solidify my fear-based programming. So when I became a mom, it, I made communication a priority because I didn't want the storms that brewed inside of me to descend on my baby. I needed to make sure I protected him from that programming. So I applied a very specific strategy, one I've never heard anywhere else um, in my communication style with my children. They're now 14 and almost 11 and I feel our communication is so incredible and I'm going to be sharing what I did um, to achieve that and break the cycle from my own childhood and not pay it forward to my children. I give them a better, better deal on November 19th. So just keep listening and I'm going to share the details on how to sign up for that. It's going to be a free class at the end of this podcast. So today it's not as acceptable to yell at your kids or spouse in public. But that doesn't mean that yelling has stopped. You and I both know that. Now, most of the yelling just happens to have happened in the privacy of your home or your vehicle. Quite often, the people you yell at are the most or yell at the most are the people that you love the most. Really, right? It's your children and your partners. It's no secret that it's common for us to use people closest to our hearts as verbal punching bags. You know, our loved ones seem like a safe place to dump our baggage. They usually take it until one day they don't. But that's a conversation for another day. It's also common for a yeller to put on a facade for people outside of their home. I saw that growing up and you probably did too. So the yeller only shares the highlights reel of uh, his or her life with those people. You know, you're not letting them into your heart the same way you let your kids, your partner, your sibling, your parents in. So you can be as sweet as pie to the other mums at school or to your management team. But then you can come home and when your partner asks you a really straightforward question, you snap. and You go, what the heck is going on? Or your partner is wondering what the heck's going on? And you may try to convince yourself that it's not you. It's the person you're yelling at. Look how well you communicate with the others, right? The moms at school, the management team, you're beautiful in your communication with them. So it must be somebody uh, in your house that's making you yell. It's their fault. But I'm going to choose to respectfully disagree with you. How you communicate is always, always your choice. You may yell or berate to establish control or to dominate so you can elicit change, right? You choose to do that. That's your tactic or your habit or your pattern to try to uh, create that change. Or maybe you yell because you think no one's listening to you. And I find that this one's pretty common. You've asked over and over and over again for your husband to put his dishes in the dishwasher. Why doesn't he ever listen to you? You've asked your kids a hundred times not to leave their clothes on the ground. But sure enough, you walk into their rooms and it looks like a tornado has just passed through. So many can use this as a justification to raise their voices because you've tried and failed. And now you yell in order to make a point to be heard because you feel like nobody sees you or hears you. So but what point are you trying to make? Is it really about the dishes or the clothes? I'd argue, you know, if you peel back the layers, it's not. You're yelling because you don't feel seen or heard. You yell because you don't feel valued. You don't feel appreciated. You yell because your parents probably yelled too. That's the communication style that was programmed into you by the time you were seven years old. But I promise you, I know from my experience, uh, you can change this programming. And you can, if you are a yeller now, you can eliminate that from the way you communicate. Communication is the backbone of all relationships. There is nothing more important, whether you're eight or 80. uh, But unfortunately, communication is also one of the biggest struggles people face. And today that struggle is amplified because much of the communication you have is digital and it lacks the essential delivery that comes with face-to-face dialogue or even a call. Or even if you went and read this post on my website versus listening to it on the podcast, it's going to communicate differently, right? Because you can hear my voice, you can hear the emphasis and all of that that happens with verbal or face-to-face communication. That's all gone digitally, right? So you have to remember that when it's nonverbal, digital communication eliminates the the stuff that's nonverbal, but most communication is nonverbal. An eye roll, for example, speaks volumes. The truth is, no matter how you look at it or how many excuses you may make when you yell, it means that you have, you have lost self-control you. Not the person you think pushed you to your limit and made you yell. You. So I'd look at that as a red flag that your inner dialogue needs either a reboot or perhaps an overhaul. So it's what's what are you telling yourself? Like what's that conversation going on underneath that dictates your conversation on the outside? So your inner dialogue does dictate how you communicate with others. And that's why I always start there. So I don't want to address the symptom, which is the yelling. I w- I'd rather focus on the root. You know, let's transform the root. Let's figure out what's going on in that inner dialogue of yours and let's overhaul that so you can break the vicious cycle. So I'm going to give you a few tips here. Um, and you, there's three tips. Uh, you can start with focusing on what thoughts go through your head when you feel let down by a loved one. For example, when your daughter doesn't listen to you. So write it down. Write down the type of thoughts that go through your mind when that happens. Number two, what are you actually harboring anger over? Keep in mind the famous quote from Mark Twain. Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. So your yelling and your anger is hurting you. And I wrote a post about anger not that long ago. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can go back and read it. But really focus on that conversation around anger inside of you. Number three, catch yourself as you feel your frustration building up. Communicate your needs from a place of productivity because I feel like it's very difficult to ask someone who has a habit of yelling to be positive because that's not really realistic. So let's focus on productivity. And the truth is that we often expect our loved ones to be able to read our minds. Well, you know, he should have known, he should have known that that was gonna piss me off. You know, it always does. Why didn't he remember that, right? So we have that expectation that our loved ones should be able to read our minds And then we expect our loved ones to know just how we feel, which is ridiculous because we all interpret the same situation in our own unique way. So I could be in the room, my husband can be in the room, and we could have two totally different experiences around the same literal event. Okay. So you have to really explain how you are feeling. Then we expect our loved ones to know what our hopes and dreams are, we expect them to know what we expect or need from them. So you just have to be really specific in what you're asking for. I know when I first got married, and this is a little bit of a funny story and an aside, but my sisters had said to me, when you ask your husband to... Um, help you with laundry and you say, can you put the clothes in the wash? You also have to be very specific and say, and then can you put them in the dryer too? So if you really want him to put the clothes in the dryer, or you want your wife to do that, make sure you be real clear in what you're asking for. So you don't have a reason to, you know, feed the yelling habit and anger. So that's just an aside. I had to share that little cute story with you. One of my favorite quotes um, from Rumi is this raise your words not your voice it's rain that grows flowers not thunder listen I grew up with a lot of thunder in my life and it was so hard it was so hard So, like I said, when Isaac was born and then when Ash came along, it was such a beautiful gift to me to focus on creating a communication style in my home. The only place it really matters in my home that is safe and uplifting, constructive and productive. So words are that powerful. How how do you master the language in a way that leaves you feeling empowered? but also help strengthen your relationship with your loved ones. Like how do you guide your child and discipline your child without enabling your child? Do you know what I mean? So this forum here in the podcast this week is a great place to share ideas. But I realized that it didn't give us a chance to dive in deep to have a discussion because I think we almost need to have a back and forth on this conversation because it's so important. And so I have dedicated some time. november 19th it's 10 30 pacific time the link is in the show notes which is www.freewithin.me forward slash yelling so you can sign up for it within the show notes and that's the only place you can sign up for it i'm not technically savvy enough to figure out where else you can do it that's the place to do it okay so in the free webinar i'm gonna dive deeper on how you can overhaul your family's communication style, and you don't even have to have kids to come to this webinar. You could just have a partner and you could have this habit of this angry banter that you do, and you might wanna change that. So if you are in a relationship where there is yelling, I highly recommend that you save a spot because they will be limited. And if you're feeling exhausted by the yelling or maybe even the screaming that goes on your home on in your home then this class is for you. Like I said, this forum just isn't the right place to share these big ideas and techniques. So that's why I'm hosting it off offline on this webinar, online offline. Haha. <laughs> anyway, so if you connected with this podcast or you know somebody else who is struggling with the habit of yelling, and they have been trying and trying and trying and they haven't been able to stop yelling, have them check out the podcast, have them go to my website and sign up for this free webinar. I don't know when I'm going to do it again. So I am doing it on the 19th, but I can't tell you when I'm going to do it again. So please go sign up and I will see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.